The best Nine Inch Nails song is the Johnny Cash version of Hurt. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, you might not be a Nine Inch Nails person, but do you like do you like Trent Reznor's no, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. soundtrack no, Tr work? Trent Reznor's great. And uh, so here's the thing. I used to work with a guy in the film industry that was crazy into Nine Inch Nails. So like, I know oh, how yeah. deep I know how deep Nine Inch Nails gets into people. I've seen yeah. it firsthand. Because right. uh, the funny thing too is like this was a professional film office we were working in, and we were in like a we we were working in what we called a bullpen. It was like the lobby of this office, and he yeah. would just put Nine Inch Nails on like loudly in the middle of this working office environment. That's how much he like was so into Nine Inch Nails. It's like I don't care that this is completely inappropriate for an office setting and like <laughs> really distracting for everyone who's trying to do like computer work and invest themselves in their work. It's like just this crazy experimental yeah. metal or whatever you i don't know what you call nine inch nails i'm an i'm an idiot you call it industrial music, music. yeah thank it's you. like industrial yeah right uh it's yeah it's weird it's it's definitely weird stuff to just play at an office for yeah. other people <laughs> i think like i i am not a nine inch nails person but i have sympathy for people that are like big into nine inch nails because i know what it feels like to be super hyped in like a, a small community or not small actually there's nine inch nails fans yeah. everywhere i literally was having a conversation about trent reznor earlier today yeah and the car parked in front of my car just had a nine inch nails <laughs> sticker on it and i saw it at we were talking about the soundtrack to the watchman tv okay, show sure. on hbo yeah and somebody said trent reznor's name and right as they said it i saw the nine inch nails <laughs> thing so like dude gets around yeah. like done has done well yeah has done well and it's all thanks to quake apparently for some yeah. reason all thanks to quake <laughs> That was where he got started, and that is also where it will end here today <laughs> on Old Gamer's Almanac. I almost forgot the name of our show. Let's go! old gamers almanac i'm your host hunter donaldson i'm matt martin uh this is a show every week we talk about a game uh and we add it to our list of every game ever made uh ranked uh listicle style uh clickbait listicle mm -hmm. style boy if this ain't the mo yeah this is just complete cl clickbait the podcast uh, yeah we've been around since the 16th century uh yes. and just been clickbaiting this whole time that buzzfeed yep. stole our idea for snappy headlines and here mm -hmm. we are uh today we are talking about the video game quake from quake. 1996 developed by id software uh famous collaborative team of john carmack and john romero and many the many johns. others the johns yeah. and and in quake's case a lot of other folks getting their hand on the ball um, yeah this and is trent reznor and Trent well. Reznor, for some reason, a part of the development of this game, uh, early early in his composing for media, uh, was this the first thing Trent Reznor composed outside of like his own Ooh. music releases? That is a really good uh, question that we could find the answer to like pretty fast, but right. I'm gonna say yes. Right, I, I think so because it's weird and. And the whole thing is Nine Inch Nails have their grubby little mitts all over this game. Like, it's very clear that this was, like, in part also 
a, an homage and advertising device for Nine Inch Nails. Like, there's yeah, just yeah. Bo- there are nails. There's a nail gun. And hey, guess what? They happen to be Nine Inch Nails. Nine Isn't Inch Nails, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a fun, like, meta joke. Um, I just looked it up. Trent Reznor had done uh, the soundtrack to Natural Born Killers, which uh, released in 1994. This is 1996. So it was not first. So I do not know if Natural Born Killers is first, but this is, yeah, this is like early in Trent Reznor's uh, doing soundtrack uh, career. And right. I would say that the sounds in Quake are uh, primo sounds. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're going to play this game these days, uh, play it with headphones. I don't know if that's how people played it back in the day. Sure. But having headphones on, uh, it, it's good. It, the, the sound's good. Yeah. And it's gonna, it's gonna freak you. It's gonna freak you a little bit, I think. So, for those who, I guess, have been living under rocks for 25 years, Hunter, what is, what is Quake? What is this yeah. video game? So, Quake is one of those dang-dolled first-person shooter games yeah. where you got a gun, your camera is your face or whatever. You're, you <laughs> are the camera. The camera is you. Yeah. Um, but notably, this is before... We really care about a lot of things, really. This uh-huh. is a very much game. We're still in that game first era. This right. is the follow-up to uh, the smash hit Doom. Yeah, Doom okay. 2 really was, uh, what, two oh, years sure, before yeah. this? Um, yeah. This is notably the the properly first 3D engine first-person shooter. Yeah, because... Uh, because Doom is like 3D, but a lot of the models are kind of... It, it feels like kind of cheating 3D. Yeah. You know, it's not really uh, in three dimensions. This is full on. We got 3D characters yep. that you're shooting at. And essentially the way the game uh, is... If you never played Doom or Quake, they both have uh, basically the same structure, uh, which is that the goal is kind of like a Mario level is to reach the end of the level, yep. which is like literally will be like a door or a portal. Mm-hmm. Um Quake is divided up into four, they're called episodes. Each episode has a number of missions. I don't Six think they're seven. the same. Yes, yeah, an amount of missions. I don't know if that's uniform. I can't think of that off the top it's of my head. It's not uniform. It is literally a couple, like half have six, half have seven, and then they all have one secret level within there too. So it's really seven or eight levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you play through the levels uh, by uh, trying to get to the door. Generally, there's keys that you will have to find in order right. to open and unlock uh, certain doors uh, as matt has already mentioned there's a lot of secrets like kind of mario nintendo style yeah. like oh you found a secret room and there's like power-ups in there or whatever um you have a health bar you got various uh gun weapons that are just kind of i mean there's a shotgun there's a yeah. double barrel shotgun and then after that we just go to crazy town yeah and it's all just fun silly you know there's rocket launchers there's like an, a crazy an electric bolt. gun yeah, yeah a lightning gun um, there's the uh, the nine inch nail shooter promo gun, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and your enemies are kind of just like a hodgepodge mix of uh, demons and yeah knights. Yeah, we'll, some space we will Marines spend a there. minute talking about the like theme and atmosphere of this game, but we'll yeah, get to that yeah. in a minute. Uh, I do want to specifically note too this game. If you are used to modern shooters. This game feels like you are running at 14,000 miles per hour. Yeah. You are real fast in this video game. It's back when first-person shooters cared about fun, number one, <laughs> and everything else and was kind of number was two. out the window, yeah. Yeah, which I feel like in some ways, first-person shooters are kind of getting back to right. a little bit. Yeah. We got a little too, I think, into realism for a while. Yes. And even, we talked about Halo last week, which I think is a fun touch point, because Halo is like... 
um, in some ways, a step towards a slower, realistic pace while Definitely. still keeping things fun and light and silly. Yeah. Um, not to say that Quake is silly. Well, Quake is kind of silly. Quake's pretty silly. These games are kind of silly. Yeah. Like, Quake and Doom are both kind of silly, but Quake sort of takes itself, I think, more seriously than Doom. Doom feels like a goofy joke yeah. that an elementary school child <laughs> would have enjoyed. Right. And Quake is a little more like, it's a little more brooding. It's a little yeah. more emotional, you sure. know? Well, yeah. and notably too, uh, similar to our conversations last week, there are very distinct conversations to have about Quake with regards to the single player and mm -hmm. the multiplayer. And I would further extend that to, there is a distinct conversation we are going to have to get into today about the quake video game that this team developed and the quake tool set that this team developed that the mod community took over yeah. there's a yeah. whole different story about uh -oh. quake that far exceeds what any what what the johns made right the johns built an awesome starting point for all of this other stuff to go crazy yeah yeah <laughs> uh sounds like by what you're saying buddy is that this one is going to be tough. This is going to uh, be very difficult. It sounds like a challenge because <laughs> uh, there's the game itself to talk about and then there's just the idea of the stuff around yeah. it. Yeah. So like how do you even really experience this game and did we um did we really at all? Uh yeah. do we let do we want to go more into let's talk about the history of like more background information about Quake a little bit before we get into personal experience. I love it. Um so like we said before this is, uh, we did Doom 2 in uh, 1994. Yeah, pretty sure that's correct. Yes. And then we're working on Quake. Uh, they did not, so this is a game where the people making it did not have a clear idea of what it would be and did not all necessarily agree on what it should be. Now, there's a whole story here that we base, like, I'm going to say for the most part, I don't really know the specific uh, details. There are of. countless number of articles and videos about yeah. the history of the development of this game that you should go watch, but we'll summarize it to say, like, they sat on it for a long time. This is back when games took like six months to make and you could just kind of pop it out there and it was like, all right, great, here's your game. I and mean, I. Yeah, I don't even know if it was so much popping out so much as like I, I would imagine these people were really just constantly torturing themselves because right. I don't know how games came out so that fast, fast totally. in the 90s. Like, it's ridiculous. But Quake, they were like, yeah, we're making this game called Quake and we think it's going to be like this. It's going to be like a medieval RPG thing. And then that eventually it was like, hey, it's been two years. Where's the video game? And they were like, right. oh, uh, 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 well, we've got a few different disparate parts. Let's just chuck them together and that's quake here you go here's your video game yeah yeah so like on an art uh, on if we're just talking about the art of it i mean in, in a lot of ways i think it went from being a game that was going to be a break from doom yes style to like more of like okay well maybe we can go back to that and kind of refine it in some ways and and add to it and build off of it mm -hmm. uh more so but what's odd about it is that because it feels like they were making a couple different types of games at once, especially if you talk about the enemies, you yeah. can sort of see the, the handprints of all of the other games. Yeah. Like there, is, there are just like knights in it that yeah. you fight inexplicably. Right. <laughs> um, there's a lot of demonology stuff that feels kind of borrowed from 
uh doom a little bit with like i would say an even darker kind of context yeah. a lot more um, lovecraftian stuff though in quake yeah. Quake is significant i mean the end boss is basically a lovecraft monster, monster. in name yeah. and everything else um True. so yeah it's it's really like pulling a ton of different influences and just crushing them together the the funny thing i saw is an interview with one of the level designers tim willits and he described like hunter said earlier there's four episodes there are four episodes because there were four level designers and they yeah, w- right. they each just had a, and, the, and that literally this was such a rush job towards the end they were just like well those we'll just ship it that way because you've been working on that set and that kind of feels like a cohesive cohesive bit i've been working on my bit and it's kind of a cohesive bit let's just uh, you're going to get four runes i don't know the four runes and that's how you get to the end boss and that's the entirety Mm -hmm. of the story of quake is just like play these four level designers levels that's it that's the story of quake and that is your goal is to play and beat these four level designers levels which honestly is, I mean, like, I think it's fine. It's just funny it hearing that, yeah. like, especially as a sequel to Doom, you know, like, right. it's like, yeah, like, that's essentially the same structure that Doom had. Um, I would say uh, it's weird, like, in, in talking about Doom and Quake, like, in some ways, like, sometimes I'm thinking about the two of them, and I'm like, man, Quake is, like, objectively better in some ways. Right. But Doom kind of has my heart like if this was a doom versus quake yeah um conversation i should probably go ahead and reveal to any audience members that have strong opinions about that i think i'm more of a doom guy because doom is so dumb yeah and that's what i like about it quake kind of puts me off a little bit at times because of how sometimes it feels like it's taking itself seriously on any level feels a bit i don't know like those those chunks of texts when you finish an episode where it's just like this is now the completion of a deity (laughs) and now the ox shall be and you're like what are you talking none of this came up before what are we talking about (laughs) yeah yeah so the way the game handles story is yeah just giant text dumps at the end of of each episode that are um all a little bit inexplicable and kind of I don't know. I mean, maybe there is like a humor to it that I, I think that I did is. not perceive. Here's yeah. where I, this is where it breaks down for me. And this is why I have to look at Quake less as a designed experience and more as the tool itself. Because yeah. I feel like even like you have four level designers and that's what you got four levels from Quake. That's the, conti- like mods just did more of that and there it, i think it would be very easy to find a lot of people who are like oh quake the levels of quake aren't even the best quake like there are so many yeah. mods yes. that are way better than quake which to me says like when you are judging quake you are not evaluating like the story that they gave you or even the levels that they gave you those are right. that that's just part of it that's just some of what you got it would be like i'm trying to think of like a good analogy it would be like taking some random Star Wars novel that's like no longer technically canon or whatever and being like, this is Star Wars. And it's like, no, 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 no. that's a Star Wars book. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> yeah. is this other thing that's a bit like right. grander than that. And like, that's kind of George Lucas gave us Star Wars, but Man. George Lucas isn't the best Star Wars designer. Yeah. This is gonna be impossible. This is gonna be when impossible. We get to the ranking part, we're just totally screwed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, what are some games that like that Quake Engine uh, kind of like you kind of get to? I know TF2, Team Fortress, so Team 2, Fortress. You get so, to, right? So, Quake, yeah. the really one of the earliest multiplayer mods was Team Fortress, 
which then mm-hmm. a couple years later was developed into its own game, basically, to be Team Fortress Classic. But it was a Quake mod originally. And you yeah. can feel it. I mean, even in playing the single player, you got a rocket launcher, and sometimes you can do little rocket jumps to get into weird spots, and that's exactly what the soldier does in Team Fortress. You got that weird grenade launcher gun. That's exactly what the demo man is based off of. Like, you can play Team Fortress 2 man. now and go back and play Quake and be like, this is the exact same gun. This is the same stuff. But, like, Team Fortress 2 took all those... Here's the thing. Okay, we're starting to get into some stuff, and I, I don't know how to keep this on the rails. Yeah, no, but, we, let's go off the But when rails, you're talking about this stuff, gone. to me, in my experience of playing Quake recently, it's, like, not a very balanced game, really, at all. Like, the, the weapon curve is insane, and the yeah. mods, generally speaking for Quake, are mostly balance patches to quake and so the whole theory of team fortress is like let's separate these weapons out because when you play just normal quake deathmatch it's stupid how imbalanced it is you you start with a shotgun that is a useless peanut shooter that does nothing <laughs> and then whoever gets their hands on the rocket launcher first wins the match that's it yeah, it's over right and so right. what team fortress did was say we have to change all the other stats of your player to fit the gun that you're using so it's like okay you with the crappy gun at least you get to go super super fast and you'll be really good at capturing the flag and now the scout is born you with the rocket you need to be dumb slow but at least you have the rocket launcher to do crazy stuff with and that like everything that was built from the shell or like the base of quake they had to fix that stuff to make it a more enjoyable experience, Is in my opinion. I'm going to get dragged for saying that because there's people that probably love just baseline Quake multiplayer. But oh, I whatever. think most no, no, no. people like mods of Quake multiplayer. Well, here, so here, all right, so we're there now. We need to, I think we should get personal now. Sure. So I think it's important to reveal um, that me and Matt are, uh, we are people that missed this boat yes. when it was happening because we were too young. I mean, we this were is still, young. we're still console babies at this point. Actually, exactly. that's not true. I did play some PC games. I, here's, here's what I played around this time. If I played any first person shooters, I was playing Duke Nukem. Yeah. Uh, cause he was dumb and said dumb stuff. Right. Funny. And I knew uh-huh. my, I knew I was going to get in trouble for yeah. playing it. Right. Um, I did play a little bit of doom, but I didn't get into it for some reason. Yeah. If that gives you any kind of idea what my tastes were when I was like, what? I'm like six or seven. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about right now is we're too young for this stuff. And then I played like that Shadow Warrior game, which I also think is, I think also problematic in some ways. I don't remember. I think there's some horrible, edgy humor in that one. So when it comes to this era of first person shooters at the time, that's the baby Hunter was did not have the experience necessary Mm -hmm. to get into all of this. And then it's funny. So I will say in a weird way, I feel like I missed out on Quake. Um, Definitely as far as the multiplayer goes, I did. But in a weird way, because it inspired so much, I feel like I got to reap the, the, you know, the seeds that were sown in it. Like in in such a complete way. Yeah, this is the first time I ever played Quake, but I was like, immediately tapped into how this game feels. Because so every, every first, every single 3D first person shooter is based on Quake. 100%. 100%. Right. Especially right. in the early days, they were literally built in the Quake engine for the most part. Like, there's at this point, you get like two engines. You get the Unreal engine and you get the Quake engine. And the Unreal engine, to me, is kind of the, is like also built from the Quake engine, right? I don't know the actual history, but like, they really are all kind of the same thing at this point. 
My well, history I think doesn't um doesn't don't you go from Quake Engine to Source Engine somehow really quickly? Point? Yeah, yeah. Source yeah. Engine is is a mod of the Quake Engine is a is a yeah. form of okay. Half Life is built on the bones of Quake for sure. See, and then and then that's when I'm back in it again yes. because it's like once we get to Half Life, then I'm I am a, a person yeah. playing games. Right. Um. So yeah. So Quake kind of like casts a long shadow, and in a in a way that. I I keep bringing it back to Doom because I've been thinking about both these games sure. like for like the last like year. Yeah. Uh, and the reason we picked Quake right now, we should know, is because uh, Night Dive Studios just re-released Quake in the most tasteful way. Oh my gosh, you can do beautiful. a re-release. Yeah. It's so amazing. They just took. I don't even know how to. I I tried to describe it to someone the other day, and I realized it's like kind of hard to describe without like kind of underselling it. But just imagine if someone did a re-release of a game where they just took the game exactly as it is mm -hmm. and just it's higher res yeah. now. They just like, slapped better textures it. on it, basically. Like they didn't, I don't even think they changed the polygons. They may have a little bit, but it's like literally the same polygon, which is a higher resolution sticker <laughs> slapped on it top of looks, it. It just looks, it's so crazy how it looks better, but completely, the, completely maintains the look mm -hmm. like with mm -hmm. like, the least alterations I can possibly imagine. It's hilarious. In a remaster. Doing this back to back because we were playing Halo 1 and on stream we were with the Halo 1 Master Chief Collection, which we didn't talk about the Master Chief Collection at all last week. We will That's later. True. In future Halo episodes, we were, we're going to sit down and talk about that collection. But the funny thing about that is uh, Halo 1 Master Chief Collection was the original thing and yeah. that has that also has a graphic update to it. That is this disgusting apocryphal uh, sin that they did to Halo where they completely changed the art design. I mean, they're getting it in line with like later Halo games, but it just none of it feels right. And then you play this as this like completely refreshing like, hey, this is basically exactly what the game was. We're just making it to where it f is is on your 1080p monitor in a way that right. doesn't make you throw up. That That's all yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing. Uh, and I would recommend if you have never played Quake. Uh, this is kind of a fun time to jump on. Absolutely. Obviously, the multiplayer experience that a lot of, you know, maybe listeners that have more experience with this game or which I, I can imagine if you have more experience with this game, if you grew up with this game, that it might be hard to listen to this episode yeah, because it means a lot not. to you and we get yeah, that. I, we I, get that. Well, and I want to, I, I do, because I want to touch on that point. Like I, I, in playing this game the whole time, I was making sure to put myself in this mindset of like, what I'm playing right now isn't quake and that's the problem right that's the thing is i'm playing the quake main storyline and i have to constantly <laughs> yeah. tell myself like that's that's nothing kid that's you're you're doing like a five percent of the quake experience tip of the iceberg right. kind of situation and yeah. if we're going to talk about like this era like you're talking about shareware you're talking about a whole ecosystem and a, and a style of gaming that I never experienced at all. So I'm not, not only am I missing out on Quake, but I'm missing out on the like style of like, you would get a magazine and it would have a demo floppy disk of the, or, or that kind of thing. And, and the way mods were shared at this time. Nowadays, it's so much easier, but I don't know if you could have the same experience like trying to download a bunch of mod packs for Quake because it's, it's completely different than what tools you had in mm -hmm. 1996 and 1997. Um, yeah, and I think there's people that are going to listen to this episode that lived through that and be like, y'all don't even know it was a it was an ecosystem. We were all doing this thing. Like you would hear right. about the mod pack, right. and the closest thing I can compare it to is like the ROM hack scene that's getting really popular for Mario and some other games right now. That yeah. is the closest thing I can 
pin to being similar to what Quake you and these games used to be like. Um, and and so I'm borrowing my knowledge of that speedrunning ROM hack scene um, and kind of planting it on top of Quake and everything else I know about first-person shooters and how they grew from Quake. So yeah. that's where yeah. I'm trying to come from. I played this freaking game on the Switch, so it doesn't count. Like, you don't care that I played this game because if you care about sure. this game, sure. you say, you didn't even play it with a mouse and keyboard, you idiot. Like, what a waste of everyone's time. And I, I get at least it. Played it. I, I know. at least played it with a mouse and keyboard. I, know. I at least did that. I'm, so. I'm waiting for that Steam Deck to come out because my game time... Uh, Playing in my office ain't no fun, generally speaking. Uh, it's yeah. far away from everybody in my well, house. Yeah, you live in the Dadlands. Yeah, I'm you in, live the dad in the Dadlands. Dad and lands. in the Dadlands, yeah. you play in the living room. And when you play in the right. living room, you got to play on your Nintendo Switch. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah, that is the rule. I totally get it. Um, and yeah, so we've had we've had our spiel there of just saying, like, listen, we did not grow up with this. And if you did grow up with this, um, you might not, you might feel like this is incomplete. I totally get that. And, and we, we've said all that, mm -hmm, we've mm -hmm, done our big mm -hmm. thing, but now I must tell you that we we are the authority yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And, and what we will say at the end of this episode will stand for yeah. all of eternity. Um, so I think maybe we should talk about our experience playing Quake this year. Yes. I think is where we should get In now. In 2021, uh, this was the first time I've ever played Quake or Doom or any of any of it. Unreal yeah. Tournament, any of it. Mm -hmm. I think I mm -hmm. played uh, an uh, what's called Unreal Two, which is a game nobody cares about because Unreal Tournament was what people care about. Unreal Two, my understanding is like is just this game best left forgotten. Um, that's like the only game from anywhere close to this time era that I ever played. So, so I'm going in completely blind, but like I said, instantly recognizable and instantly playable in a way that I don't hardly ever experience with games before the year 2000 or even before the year like 2004, probably. Um, yeah. That's kind of a breaking point. Like what? 2004 is Half-Life 2, right? Is, is right. Source yeah, Engine. Yeah, yeah. So that's most of my PC gaming experience comes with at that breaking point. And anything before that generally for me feels broken and old and quake. Weird. 100% does not. Quake is like, oh, this is like everything I've ever played and feels great and yeah. I love it. And like I can just tap into it and enjoy it. Um, and I don't care that the storyline's doing nothing. It's it's more about that level design hook. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a little bit in me that thinks um, specifically with Quake's main storyline that maybe um, I can't understand people being like, they're geniuses of level design. Because I've seen where we've come since then, and I don't know how to put my mindset in, like, we didn't have stuff like this before Quake in terms of level right. design. That's hard for me to get into. And so that's, I think, where I fall short um, with appreciating Quake is, like, to me, sometimes, like, yeah, the level's, like, dig around until you find a button to press or a key that opens the door you saw earlier. But that's about right. it. Like, it's pretty simple level design to I, me. I think what... Yeah, I, it, it's hard to... This is we're we're getting to the edge of our because we are you know we're not we're not critics we're just um, yes. we're just expert gods <laughs> of uh, of deciding things right um, but I would say that in a way what I love about talking about Quake right now after talking about Halo is that I think where the level design shines in this game is similar to Halo which is where are we gonna place the enemies yeah compared totally. to where you you know you kind of walk in on them and they're all in their places right you know. Uh, in order to challenge the player uh, in a lot of uh, different exciting ways. Like, 
as you keep playing, so you'll, you'll like, let's talk about, there's a specific enemy I want to talk about. I forget what they're called. I don't know the names of the enemies that well, so I'm going to drive sure. you nuts. But there's an enemy that has like a chainsaw yeah. that they use on you when they get close. And then when you're far away, they shoot this bouncing like grenade bomb thing. Yeah, right. Uh, we were actually talking about that gun earlier. Um, but yeah, so, so there's that enemy that they use in so many different ways that are really creative. Like yeah. you will, you'll, you'll run down, uh, you'll kind of get surprised on them in close quarters and they're really scary in that way because they're very big um, yeah. and menacing and they'll come at you with the uh, with the chainsaws. Sometimes they will put them uh, in above the chamber that you are in currently and you can't even hit them. Right. And they're just launching those bouncing grenade things into the room that you're in. I just feel like Quake is similar to Halo in that there's not that many enemy types and they find creative wa ways to use them with the level geometry in order to... Um, force the player definitely to think on their feet and always adjust there's one uh enemy in particular that's like a like a spider uh demon thing and yeah. it shoots like a homing uh shot at you that you have to the way you like play against it is it almost makes the game to me and this might be crazy feel like a dog fight suddenly yeah, right like where there's a homing missile on me and i have to somehow cause that homing missile to collide with the wall but it's homing on me so i have to kind of like cut a corner sharp <laughs> at the enough right time yeah so that it hits the wall and not me that type of stuff is where i think that that that's where it feels like the johns are geniuses yes. when stuff like that is happening yeah. i feel like i can still kind of tap into to that yeah you can't think of quake as like a puzzle game where you're trying to find the end of the level it's about can you survive to the end of the level the yes. hook of how you get That's to the, the end the of the level is generally the same but it's how do you get there and my favorite thing that that hit me a lot with quake is my decision point of okay is this a room that I have to kill all the spawns in? Or is this a room I need to sprint through and just get to the other side and not worry about killing all the enemies? Yeah. Now, yeah. you could, you can come back to Quake and be very completionist and go for every secret. And there's even, at the end of every level, it's like, here's how many enemies were in the level and here's how many right. you killed. And you it's very like easy score, to basically. be like, ooh, I want to I improve my score by killing all the enemies. For me, as a first playthrough, it's like, no, no, no. My only goal is to finish this game. And so plenty of times there's rooms where I'm just like, uh-uh, I'm just getting to the other side. Get me out of here. I don't have enough ammo or I don't have enough of the right types of weapons or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I just got to get out of here. And that was always engaging. Like that That's that fight or flight <laughs> moment was just in every single level. Um, so I, I definitely, this game keeps you hooked in really great ways uh, where yeah. you, you, you aren't being lured in by the storyline and you're barely even being lured in, I would say, by the like, the need to complete the level it's just like the need to get into the next room and see what yeah. the next room has to offer you and yeah. that key that's what fuels me playing quake yeah i um yeah i agree with with everything that that you're saying and i and i do i do think that even still this is a game um worth playing i will say though uh in in keeping with the the story of the development of this game it has a weird it has a problem for me as an experience at this point in my life because I uh, also have gotten n not even nostalgic because I didn't experience it when I was a kid, but I, because of the Doom uh, 2016 uh, kind of remake yeah. that kind of reignited people's uh, passion and interest in Doom, uh, I started playing Doom a while back 
And I do feel like, especially if I had played it at the time, I would have felt and do currently feel that this is, I think, too derivative of Doom to be its own separate thing. And Quake has its own separate legacy that we, you know, that we have uh, tried to talk about as much as we understand. But I would say from a just like playing this game kind of uh, point of view of just like, I'm going to sit down and play through the single player of it. I feel like I kind of like Doom's levels a little better. Um, And I am playing this game makes me excited for the day that we do finally talk about um, Doom. Uh, Quake, if it casts a long shadow, technologically speaking, I feel like Doom casts an even longer shadow just in the minds of the people that played it. Yeah. If if Quake is a, a tool set, Doom is like a revolution, right? essentially. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I think for me, the problem with Doom is going to become, it, that is a little bit old for me. The Wolfenstein Doom, like you very much feel the MS-DOS-ness of it, whereas sure. Quake is was originally an MS-DOS game, but it feels like a modern game engine. Um, yeah. I mean, really, it, just I, comes, yeah, it, it I, comes down to, say, for me, it comes down to, in Doom, I can't look up or down. <laughs> and that, that's true. that, like, really gets me. Like, that makes it feel significantly more archaic and makes it harder for me in 2021 to play it. Whereas Quake is like, hey, I'm doing all the things I do in any game nowadays, and that feels yeah. totally normal. It's just that it looks older. It's just that I think the pace of the games are different. Um, in that Doom is very much like, look at all these enemies, and yeah. like a lot of them, like they they die pretty quickly. In Quake, it'll be like, here's you in a room with like two enemies, yeah. and they take some hits, right. you know. Oh my gosh! And yeah. and we got to get, you know, we got to get past that or whatever. It's kind of it's it's a different type of tactical exercise. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you should always remember that whenever I'm sharing my opinions, that I'm the dumb guy, <laughs> and Doom is the dumb game. Right. You know, Quake is for the smarty farty pants people. <laughs> you know, who get nine inch nails. I don't get that. <laughs> get it. <laughs> All Doom asks you to get is stupid butt guitars. You know what I mean? They're like, here's the butt guitars. Right. Have fun, dummy. I, and then Quake is all like, you're so deep. And here's these weird sounds. We haven't talked about the sounds enough. The sounds in Quake are amazing. Right. Like, it's insane. I think there there is, is a significant pacing problem for me with Quake. I talked about, like, hey, the thing that keeps me going is the, like, room-to-room thing. Um, that doesn't always hold true in terms of, like, there, there are some levels that it just feels like the level never stops. And it just keeps going and keeps going and... At a certain point, even though you're putting the same four or five enemies in different kind of stylized environments, every once in a while, I'm just completely sick of fighting the things that jump at me. And I'm, I mm-hmm. don't want to do another one of those rooms where they jump at me. And that stuff will wear on me pretty quickly. I remember um, getting close to the end of World 2 and just being like, I need this episode to be over because I'm completely exhausted with how long some of these levels are getting. Yeah. Yeah, well, so as far as the length of the level, because, I mean, I feel like you can get through a Quake level, like, are you talking about that in terms of difficulty or in terms of just actual it, length? It's, no, it's, it is a difficulty thing. It's, it's me, it's, some of the levels are pretty long with chunks that, like, I had to replay, like, over and over and over again. And so, but there's a, you know, there's a couple levels where it's like, I'm going on, like, maybe 15 to 20 minutes being in this level 
and that's mm-hmm. too much like that that feels like too much for a quake level because once you know it and are good at the level like you can beat quake levels in five minutes or whatever like right speed yeah, runs yeah. of quake are like very 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 fast <laughs> um oh yeah because you move like you're on skis yeah, or something exactly. it doesn't even make sense how how quickly you move and honestly i kind of miss that like yeah, it's I cool how first person shooters in the in the 90s were just so unconcerned yep. with any realism when it came to how your character moves. I mean, yeah. you're, it's like you're a car or yeah. something. I tell you, I like hate around. I hate a head bob. A modern, oh, like, God, I'm yeah. running and it bobs me back. I can't. St- that's like the Call Who of Duty thing, right? Who needs that? Who needs that? Yeah. I just, I want to feel like I'm a ghost. We're, we're all ghosts that fight each other with guns and we just float mm-hmm. around. That's what I, to me, that's what a first person shooter should feel like. And that that's absolutely what, what Quake delivers. But yeah, there is also some, I mean, I think people sometimes applaud it, but I think everyone recognizes that Quake has a, uh, art design problem like you said earlier it's like it, yeah. none of this feels connected in a way that's like nah sometimes it's like oh it's kind of goofy and it's like doing its own thing it's like well it's only doing its own thing out of sheer negligence <laughs> like just completely yeah. we just left the models the way they were and we decided to keep them the way that, that that's just the game that you got and and so you have to truly appreciate the mechanics and the level design because the art isn't necessarily doing anything to um keep you interested i think personally yeah now, maybe now i'm not enough into gothic horror uh and and yeah that like lovecraftian style. horror stuff. right yeah, i'm not yeah. enough into that and so maybe for people that are really into that in general this this hooks them deep you know and and just get, sinks into their bones but well yeah i mean, i think it's fair to kind of criticize the art because of its lack of uh it doesn't feel like there's a lot of connective tissue right it does feel like what it is which is a lot of disparate ideas kind of just like combined uh together um again to compare to doom doom's got that just like solid dumb yeah demon thing like it's just demon cyber demons whatever demons coming at you yeah. you're in hell you know or you're on <laughs> mars or whatever well that's like, the whole thing just, right is at yeah. least with doom even just as a marketing hook they get to be like return to hell it's like i yeah, know what that is right with quake you're like quake over the course of four games is still also two different distinct games. Like Quake 2 is almost nothing like Quake 1. And you can mm-hmm. watch the developers talk about like, well, Quake and Quake 3 are a thing and Quake 2 and Quake 4 are a thing. But like even within back-to-back Quake games, you don't they don't know what they're doing with it. And and if, we, if there's ever going to be a Quake 5, it's like nobody can predict what it might <laughs> decide to pull from, which Quake right. style it wants to be. So there is absolutely a lack of cohesion across like the whole IP. Yeah, and I mean, this is... Uh... I'm pretty sure uh, now this I am just pull. I, I might be remembering this incorrectly, but I'm pretty sure that basically after Quake, the gang splits up right. like the the this kind of dream team of uh, the Johns and uh, what was the name of the guy that made Commander Keen? That guy. Yeah, you know, sure. that guy. Right. Uh, they all went off to make their own games. And a lot of those games were pretty notable. American McGee. I always yeah. forget about American, American McGee, McGee and Tim Willis <laughs> hang out for Quake, too. But the, the rest Tom is, Hall. That's his yeah. name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they all go off and they make, you know, they make other games. So some of them interesting, some of them giant failures, like, right. uh, things like Die Katana that, uh, John <laughs> Romero made. Um, well, that's okay, also- man, that's the stuff that like blows my mind about this stuff is these are people that are great at making tool sets. And I don't think any of them have a proper track record to show that they can like, like, I'm not going to sit here and talk smack on John Carmack, but at the end of the day, I don't think John Carmack has like 
all heavy hitters. Like, I think John Carmack did a couple of things amazingly well and should be applauded, but mm-hmm. it's not like they are infallible. Well, I mean, I think I think fundamentally one way that games have changed uh, since the since the Johns were uh, superstars is that um, I think they kind of both had a similar idea of like, uh, I heard a quote about one of them where they said like, a story in a game should be like a story in a porno where like it doesn't (laughs) matter, you know? It's just like there, it's just like set dressing. And obviously I think the the industry in general does not agree with that assessment. Now I, I maybe think that stories in games are tough to do. Yeah. Um, in that a lot of the times that they just feel like separate parts. So maybe yeah. there is a certain wisdom in just saying like, yeah, whatever the story is, is what the story is. We just need a, a, as little context as possible yeah. and just give us a raw game, please. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's what you're really seeing change in like the last, even just like, five years maybe mm-hmm. is like you're now starting to see developers maybe even mostly indie developers people who can really have um kind of an auteur hold on their games mm-hmm. they're the ones learning to go like no, no 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 you've just been going about games stories wrong because yeah, you've been trying right. to make them movie stories but we can tell game stories and still have game puzzles and game mechanics that contribute to the story and i think that is something that is actually much newer to games and that would be where the johns just didn't see far enough ahead of themselves because they were too busy making like the best playable games for their time so it's it's all yeah. a matter of historical precedence basically yeah and i matt how do you feel about doing more quake games in the future though because it like quake is a series that i think i know very little about yeah and i, I don't have that... any drive to play <laughs> more quake single players right but I want to play Quake 3 multiplayer. Like, that seems like a thing that should be done, is, like, play yeah. a good amount of Quake 3, because that's where I feel like Quake completely takes off and is able to become very, very, very distinctly its own thing. Mm-hmm. To, from yeah. my perspective, having not played it, having just from as an outsider looking in, it seems like Quake 3 is where it's, like, anybody who is, like, a diehard for Quake is probably all about Quake 3 and... uh that's something I would like to experience. Yeah, I I think that sounds great, and I I think we should do that in the future. Um, also, we didn't talk about this at all, but it just bears noting that like Quake is probably the first notable esport game. Oh, probably. absolutely. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. Probably no, it, right. It yeah. definitely is. Yeah, it's also yeah. one of the earliest notable speedrun uh, things. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm all. sure Doom probably had a sizable, but I I think Quake it only by by the what you had access to by 1996 like with the internet and people's mm-hmm. people people's growing ability to share this stuff so it's not necessarily that doom didn't have speedrunners but like quake people were like competing in their speedruns at this point so yeah I, yeah I i think quake a lot of the things we understand about games today started in quake not necessarily because of quake but like all of the timing and everything else hit at the right time and communities were able to come together and modders were able to do enough with the resources of quake that like that's what started i think gaming as a scene um in that way in in those kind of communities that we understand today i think quake is like the launching pad for all of yeah that. yeah so i think overall i would sum up 
my feelings about Quake um, in this way. And I want to do this because I want to I want people to get prepped for this ranking part where I don't know what's going to happen. I know, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of love and admiration for this game. I have a lot totally. of love and admiration for the people that made this game even yep. and the legacy that it has. But I don't know that as a single player experience yep. in 2021, I thought we would have an easier time getting some multiplayer in. I, I'm sure some people have easy access to it, but well, I could not really get around, yeah. get into it. But. Best, I mean, I was playing this stupid thing on the Switch and I know that this doesn't count, but here's the, my biggest takeaway about the multiplayer is in seeing what is just packaged with Quake, the multiplayer did not seem very engaging at all. And seeing yeah. how wide the modding net is for Quake, obviously that's where all the success is for the multiplayer right yeah that's, it's just like right. it has to be that people took the tools and really ran with it i mean just knowing that team fortress became like this insanely popular thing i don't know if team fortress is the first example of this but like it is definitely an early example of a mod that got to become its own video game now there's yeah. there's things like that existing i i know that but like this is a very very important example of that being a thing where it's like yeah these modders are actually they're about to be game designers they just don't have the resources to build their own toolkits yet right right and luckily they had access to this so yeah there's so many games that really owe a lot to this one um i feel like i thought it was a fine thing to experience yeah. in the actual playing of it and the kind of brain ex experience of playing it and thinking about it and talking about it has actually been in some ways more enjoyable yeah. than I think the playing of it was. Not to say that I mean I I got through it pretty fast. It was mm -hmm. it it was not a it, it did not feel like a very long play for me. Um but like it it also didn't feel super substantial. And right. because I don't connect with it aesthetically as much as Doom, like Doom makes me laugh. Yeah. And Quake is kind of just not not as as fun and funny. So it's like you have to consider that like it is a multiplayer ship that we sadly missed. Yes. And I def I mean, yeah, I I missed it. I should speak for myself, huh? But uh I missed that boat. And so it feels hard to get into, I think, the stuff people loved yeah. about Quake. So it we are about to start a, a conversation here that will be uh, frankly impossible yeah it's so. absolutely impossible so let's get into ranking this oh my god stinking puppy let's let hunter throw a dart <laughs> at the board and we'll start there let's go over the list super quick there's only eight games on it number one super mario Bros. three number two halo combat evolved then hyperlight drifter crusader kings three mass effect two outrun mass effect and war of the monsters where do you want to start hunter literally just pick a number at random <laughs> Let's start from the bottom. Let's just go up. Definitely let's, better. Let's... I mean, okay, I can go up probably at least two steps. I can put it above Mass Effect 1, personally. Yeah, yeah, it's better than Mass Effect 1. Um, let's, so, so let's, yeah, we'll start above Mass Effect 1. Let's so have let's this talk classic about game. Yeah, classic. Quake versus Outrun. Man, they're kind of similar in some they're, ways. They're <laughs> similar now, but here, okay, here, here's my debate for Outrun. Outrun, uh, is similar but still not a lot of meat on the bones that's the thing that always keeps hitting outrun every time we talk about yeah, the ranking totally. it's like it's a five minute long game what do you i right. don't know what yes. you want to tell me and yeah, quite yeah, yeah. not super long but longer and it's not like outrun got to lead to like all of these amazing nuances and development whereas totally quake, totally like, totally built so many so many things are built off of its shoulders so i think quake you're right i just wanted ahead. i just wanted to get an opportunity to this week say that Outrun has better music yeah. than Quake. Sure, sure. And then, that's great. Yes, but Quake is a better game. So Quake will go above Outrun. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Quake versus Mass Effect 2. Uh, I think it's getting more complicated now. A little bit. (laughs) Only a little. Only a little. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mass Effect 2 is, like we said, taking that idea that we just talked about of like, what if they were movies, though, um, and Mm -hmm. seeing how far it can push it. I think what Hunter and I... In the in yeah. in today's age, have learned is oh it, it didn't put it, sh- uh, it did not push that idea nearly as far as I thought it did when it came out. When right. I, I thought they really nailed it when Mass Effect Two originally released, and now I realize it's not a movie inside a video game, and and I don't know that I want it to be that, and I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think Mass Effect Two in these conversations keeps getting hammered on execution. Yes, you know, and like I think Quake feels like. I mean, Quake obviously has basically historical points yeah. on all most of the games we're going to talk about. Right. So we could, if we go historical, Quake wins. But but um, there's still a level of it, and the reason I'm saying it's a little bit, I'm getting, I'm feeling it closer, is just the idea that again, Quake, in the thing that the four designers designed and the developers developed, like it's pr- it's pretty great, but it only became better because of like all the other stuff you could do with it. So I I just I don't have the ability in me to say that like the four level designers of quake are these amazing masterful level designers i don't have that i i don't feel it Mm. even if i can try to recognize like some historical meaning for it i don't feel it i can see lots of better level design that has come since quake Mm. that's the i kind of feel fall apart yeah okay so we so we found like a differing point Mm -hmm. um because i feel as strongly about the level design in Quake and also Doom as I do about the level design in like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And in fact, I feel like when I, man, when I play these games, I'm like, wow, the Johns were like way into Nintendo. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> they feel like Nintendo games. Yeah. Like they have like, it's weird because they're a completely different genre yeah. than any Nintendo games had been up until that point. Um, I don't think, does Nintendo doesn't really publish a first person shooter until... I guess Metroid Prime. My point here is that I appreciate the level design of a Quake level similar to how I appreciate a good Mario level, yeah. especially an old one. Mm. Um, so that is the level I'm at with the level design. So that's okay. like pretty, that's pretty high praise. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you're basically saying, I don't really like the level design that much. I think so it's this a is great tough. toolkit, but I think... I, I think their levels are good. I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here saying yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's not good levels. Like they're obviously pretty good levels. I just think people made even better. Like I, I, I do not think that they were masters of this part of mm. the game development. I think they were masters of getting games to run smoothly on the hardware of the time and wow. uh, developing enemy types that can feel dynamic in a lot of ways. I think that's really good design. I just think. Um, and maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm getting too hung up on literally like the map layout, right? I think that's a problem right. I'm currently having is like, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. mostly about the map layout and get to button to press to open door to get key to open new door. Like, I don't find that like amazingly engaging, but you get hung oh, up. I like more, it. You, well, you like it, but you also get significantly more hung up on in the room where I have to press the button, there are these enemies in these positions. And oh, that yeah, yeah. is important. And I think I have to give myself more of that. I have to put that more I in love, my brain. Here's the thing they do that I love. This, is, this happens in Doom and in Quake. I love when you go into a room 
and it's like, oh, there's no monsters in here. Yeah. And then you like have to click a button and then like the shutters open <laughs> yeah, and yeah. actually you're surrounded by Man, monsters I wanted, now. I really specifically it, wanted to talk about that because it is very specifically, I mean, you could kind of do that in modern games, but because it is this very low poly count thing, like a wall can just suddenly be a door and that's not <laughs> yeah, a thing yeah, that yeah. gets to happen in modern graphics sure, and so it's yeah, like yeah. oh the door just disappeared now i think that stuff is super fun what i hate in quake levels is when the game literally just poofs a guy into the room i don't i don't dig that there's a it's not yeah. as common but every once in a while you're like running and doing something and you don't even realize like two enemies spawned directly behind you and are attacking you and the only way you can know that is playing the like dying to it and having it's like oh okay i guess when i yeah. cross this threshold a guy with a gun spawns behind me that i got to turn around and get um i, I don't, don't like know. i don't, I don't get engaged by it, that stuff it keeps it keeps you on your toes you yeah. know like yeah. yes it's yes it's a it's the it's this goofiest trick yeah. you know what i mean it's cheating but like, i mean it is cheating yeah <laughs> it's no more cheating than like that. a mario than a, on a mario level like uh, an enemy spawning off screen it's like the same thing mm. it's just since it's a first person shooter you feel like it's less fair yeah you know i guess um but so i feel like you don't want it to go any further no no, no, that, no. i'm not saying that, that. i i, I, I oh, can okay. see I, i'm happy to put it above mass effect 2 um i'm just all i was saying is now i'm beginning to feel pressure against it whereas Outrun uh, and below, there wasn't even anything put. It's just like it was scooting past those with, with yeah, like, yeah, sauntering yeah. beyond them. So I think we still have to talk about Crusader Kings three versus Quake. Yeah, I think that uh, Crusader Kings three is similar. Uh, well, no, it's not. I can't really think of any ways that's similar. Actually, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I don't even know why I said that. Uh, Crusader Kings three is, um, I think, too new. I don't know. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It has zero historical points on Quake well, and, at this point. Yeah, and and that that becomes a whole debate of like, like you can mod Crusader Kings three, but the like the mod community for Crusader Kings is not like the same. Like what we're talking about, Crusader yeah. Kings three is a very cultivated experience by the designers, whereas Quake is almost the opposite of that to a certain extent yeah. <laughs> um and i think the importance of quake far exceeds crusader kings 3 yeah yeah it's it's funny because it's almost like i feel like someone could listen to this episode and think that i was kind of down on this game and then now that we're actually ranking it i'm like i do i i did enjoy my playthrough yeah there's just aesthetic here here's where here's where quake the categories where quake like loses points for me is honestly like aesthetic, like art design stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that, like, I think Outrun has really strong art design, but I don't think any of these other games, particularly. I mean, well, we'll get to our next game, but yeah, yeah. I think it can pass Crusader Kings Three. Yeah, I, 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 I think it can get past that. In my opinion, I don't yeah. think that Crusader Kings Three is. It has no points on it historically. Um, I think Crusader Kings Three is really dynamic. But that's like, they're completely different genres. So yeah. it's like very hard to compare anything to Crusader Kings 3. It's always going to be a nightmare on that one. Right, right. Um, I think I would let it pass. I don't know about you. No, I'm happy with, for it to go above Crusader Kings 3. Um, okay. Hyperlight Drifter versus Quake is certainly a weird one. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of my desire 
to dig further into the world. They're actually they're fairly similar if you think about like, hey, there's a world where there's nooks and crannies you're supposed to dig yep. into, yep. and there's pretty tough enemies to beat depending on the wow. room you're in. These are incredibly Whoa. incredibly I feel similar. Like is just quake with swords. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> it's got just the quake gun with too. Swords. Yeah, it's quake plus swords, not not instead of guns. <laughs> yeah, quake plus swords. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, they are kind of similar. They both like. Don't have a lot of story. Yeah. Um, Hyperlight Drifter, though, by comparison, like Quake, just like sit down, read some text, yeah. dummy. Right. Hyperlight Drifter, like, actually has like some class when it comes to how it's how the right. story is told. They both they're both renowned for their music. Absolutely. You know, one has all the historical points. Hyperlight Drifter has basically no historical points. I would yeah. say no, definitely not. Um, if and anything, then Quake kind of has this whole other dimension to it too, with the esports, the multiplayer, exactly. all the all this stuff I, I that makes it like so like hard to talk about. Because they are incredibly similar. Like I, I stylistically, of course, like Hyperlight Drifter more. Me too. But because Me too. I actually right, do agree with you. Totally. There. But because on all other counts, they are essentially the same. And then Quake gets all of this extra stuff that yeah. there's no way Hyperlight Drifter could. I mean. Hyperlight Drifter only has like a really, really half-assed co-op mode, and I couldn't even imagine a like you wouldn't want to do multiplayer Hyperlight Drifter. And the fact that Quake gets to have that baked into it is a pretty good uh, tipping point. And again, it's the dev kit nature of it. It's the like, yeah. hey, this is a tool to make better stuff. Whereas Hyperlight Drifter is uh, a, a cultivated experience from an what i would call an auteur of indie gaming like i i yeah. think alex preston really did amazing stuff as a as a single person with a vision um and i think his vision is better across the board than the johns but i think so the i think they would even agree with that yeah but i think the technological <laughs> impact of quake blows any of those arguments out of the water i know it's weird it's like it's like I did not, it's like what I was saying before. It's like talking about Quake is so like much interesting. Richer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a rich discussion. This episode could easily be like two hours long. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely would let it go further. So um, now we have a harder conversation, which is like, yeah, this is what I wanted to get Halo to. <laughs> versus Quake. Yeah, is so essentially weird. old old people versus young people, and the young people are in charge. So which one do you think <laughs> is gonna win? Suck I, it, forty year olds. <laughs> I I mean, obviously, the 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 issue here is I think Halo and Quake are sharing all of the nostalgic touchstones. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a matter of we have Halo's nostalgia and we don't have Quake's nostalgia. However, the sheer fact that, like we said earlier, I can pick up Quake and it instantly feels like Half-Life, Half-Life 2, Team yeah, Fortress 2. It instantly feels like all of those things. Yeah. Whereas Halo invented a new way to feel, right? Which is important. And and every we talked about this last week. Every console shooter, in a way, feels like Halo. Even though yeah. I think some people may not be willing to give Halo that credit, it is the credit that Halo deserves. Is like I think so too. The twin yeah. stick shooter never felt as good until Halo. And then everything was built from that. It's just rough because it's like, I mean, on a personal level, I obviously like Halo more. Yeah. Uh, and I also feel like what Halo did is more 
artistically interesting mm-hmm. and, and from what quake did as something i would say less distinct from what came before itself but then you get into this weird place of like i think halo has inspired a lot of other shooting games that i don't like very much mm-hmm. And yet Quake inspired all these classics. It's like yeah. Quake laid down this foundation and they built upon it beautiful things. Whereas I think like Halo's legacy is like, yeah, it inspired some games and a lot of them I are not very good. I mean, you've got, you know, we neither of us are big uh, like Destiny heads, but I yeah. trust that Destiny is a really good game. Now right. that's kind of cheating because it's literally made by the Halo folks. But, right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like Quake inspiring half-life and then we get to half-life 2 and Mm -hmm. like those are some stone cold classics that quake inspired whereas halo it's like you know but call of duty i don't know i don't want to overweigh that because the thing about half-life and half-life 2 is those games took the mechanics of what quake built and then Mm -hmm. improved on everything else across the board right fixed it all whereas halo like to me for the stuff that feels just like Halo, Halo might be as good as it ever got because it's really great, like because it stands on its own. Whereas Quake, it's like, hey, people got in there and fixed this thing a lot. Right. Yeah. And and proved the Johns wrong in terms of story and and changed what they can do with level design and weapon types and all of that stuff. I mean, Quake improves itself in terms of multiplayer. Like, Quake 3 is definitely an improvement, whereas, like, Halo, they just start moving the pieces around. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily get amazingly better over time. Man. Yeah. I'm lost in the jungle right now, <laughs> man. I think, well, but here, have you considered this, though? Mm. Uh, Halo has uh, has vehicles, and Quake doesn't. And they feel really good. <laughs> they do feel good. And also... They both have good music, mm-hmm. but Halo music is, I think, appreciable by everybody. Yeah. Whereas Quake music is, I think, more of a like, well, I don't know. It builds a lot of atmosphere, but it builds the same atmosphere yeah. over and over. Trent Reznor goes on experience. to make way better soundtracks. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quake, atmosphere wise, Quake is kind of one note. Yeah. Whereas Halo, atmosphere-wise, you go th- you go through a lot of stuff yeah. on the musicality. You got some spooky part. levels. You got some spooky big levels. grandiose stuff. You got panic you of got- destruction. Yeah, yeah. You got you got running you got running away stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Halo, I think, kind of contains. If you're we're just talking about straight up single player experience right now today, it's Halo. Yeah. Halo oh, easily. Legacy, I think Quake wins. I think our but, personal. But you know what the problem is? I don't think Quake wins by very much. In yeah, terms it's close, of legacy. huh? Yeah, and so yeah, because no, it is the close. single player so is so much better than Quake's single player to me. Yeah. I think that's what gives Halo the edge. Is like, hey, they're not that far off from each other in terms of multiplayer impact. Yeah, right. Quake right. was just first, but it's not necessarily bigger. <laughs> And also, it's our list. And it's all so. Are we really gonna let? We were born in 1989. <laughs> so eat my shorts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't think Quake, Quake can go any farther. Uh-huh. But I'm satisfied with how far it went. Oh, I, you know? yeah. I really I like that. We paid I, some respects there. I think you know? we had some good talking points too. I think these are. I think these are important things to discuss. Uh, yeah. I did not see myself making that Quake Hyperlight Drifter comparison. That was that was so fun. That, that snuck was up on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. Okay, so Quake, 
third best game of all time. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good for, you know, for the good. oldies. We got, what is going on with us where for a while there, like nothing could be Hyperlight Drifter and now it's just like everything's getting squeezed right up ahead of it uh this this well, this pack at the top up. is really closing yeah. really getting yeah. close closer and closer together like i said in my brain it's like there's there's like a hundred games between halo combat evolved and super mario brothers 3 yeah and that gives us a lot of definition yeah. and halo is gonna be like the uh the bouncer yeah to the top 100 club you know, you know what, what the I mean? biggest you know what the biggest gap though is is mass effect to war of the monsters we are gonna have to get some more bad games on this we need list. to play more bad games <laughs> yeah i agree we've been playing some stone cold classics lately halo and quake back to back those are two certifiable yeah, yeah. you know double g games you know what i mean good games those are those are hardcore brother yeah yeah, I feel good. I, I feel, feel like great. I feel like uh, I feel like where the list is at right now. Uh, I could not, you know, these are not I, even if I was pulling random games out of a hat, I wouldn't have this mm -hmm. list. But these mm -hmm. are the only games that you need to know about um, that exist, and this is the definitive ranking. Um, and if you do disagree with us, you can send an email sure. to us. We'll read but, it to ourselves. But yeah, I mean. It's it's definitive. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. we'll never change it. That's right. for sure. Right. It will never be changed uh, ever under any circumstance. <laughs> we would no, never I, change. I, this. I will say I want you to I do want everyone to, to let us know what you thought. Let us know what games you want us to play. If you got weird, bad games that you think we must experience, mm -hmm. like we just said, we have a huge gap between game number eight and game number nine. Help us yep. fill that gap. Give us suggestions. Um, Hunter stuff. and I are yep. only two people with with our spheres of understanding of games. Hunter's much wider than mine. But guess what? All of you listeners make that even wider. So please send us uh, ideas for stuff to talk about. You can also uh, email us at oldgamersalmanac at gmail.com or join our Discord, which right now is our Space Cats Peace Turtles Discord. We just even revamped some stuff. So there's a little bit more of an OGA home in SCPT. So come hang out yeah. with us there. Uh, and uh, please give us a five-star rating on your podcast app of choice so that we increase our visibility in them rankings. And please share the show. Uh, we are Old Gamers Pod on Twitter. And uh, please just get everybody you know. this. We, we started this show, A, because we like video games, but B, because our other show is this like wildly narrow thing and we wanted mm -hmm. to get this stuff out to more people but we need help getting it out to all those people so please 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 share this uh show with anybody yeah. you know that likes video games even a little bit tell your mom tell yep. your dad yep you know what i mean do 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 what you gotta do you know to get us out there please i love you i love you okay <laughs> i love you all right if you listen to this show if you listen to this part if you haven't turned it off if you turned it off i don't love you yeah but if you made it to this part What's i just the want you to know I love you. Hunter, what's the game that isn't anywhere close to like on our list yet of things we're going to play, but that you cannot wait to get to eventually? What's the game that you're just the uh, most looking forward to? Oh, man. Um, Bubsy 3D. Uh, <laughs> probably Bubsy 3D. I think when we, I will, I can't wait for Gex month. Yeah, Gex that's my, I, that's my big plan good. is. I want, and I want to do it before we get too many games on the list. Yeah. Like, I yeah. would love, because people are going to look at the list, and they're going to see all three Mass Effect games ranked yeah. soon, and then eventually all three Halo games ranked, and they're going to be like, wow, it's kind of saturated with Halo and Mass Effect. Yeah. And then I want the next big thing to be, like, every <laughs> Gex, Gex game. <laughs> so they're like, wow, they 
their priorities were yeah. pretty weird. Can yeah. I tell you what I'm, uh, there's a, there's a series I'm excited to get into that I really want to um, put exhaustive effort in. And I just thought of it today, but it's uh, peripherals games. I'm ready for some Donkey oh Konga God. and some rock band. Oh and some man. Sk- what, what's the one, like the, the Tony Hawk game with Tony Hawk ride with the skateboard. Oh man. I, I don't know play. how this is going to be hard. This, those That's are, those are like a logistics thing of like, how do we get the peripherals? And I'm excited to start that project. That seems very That's fun gonna to be, me. That's going to be tough. We're going to have to find, we're going to have to look around. Uh, if we're you gonna got someday, stuff, Hunter, you we have to, to play that. Up. What's that mech game that you literally have to like? Steel Battalion. Yeah, we got to play that. I'm excited. Yeah, for we're that. gonna play Steel Battalion. Oh man, that probably costs you a pretty penny these days. It cost <laughs> you a pretty penny back in the day. <laughs> right. I can only imagine what it costs you now. Jeeves, Jeeves, <laughs> oh Jeeves, oh Jeeves. Yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to say this. This is just like a little uh, a series. This is not a jokey end of the show thing, but I just wanted to say, I think that your appreciation. For the for the uh, John Romero uh, level design stuff will improve after we have played Doom yeah. and Doom Two. Well, I think, I, think so. I you yeah. know what secretly secretly putting Quake below Halo was me just giving time for Doom to probably go above Halo. Oh, <laughs> that's for all sure. I'm thinking That'll... about is like, hey, Doom's... Quake Quake and Doom don't both get to be above Halo. Yeah. As, a, as a dumb little Halo boy, only one of them get to do that, and it's obviously going to be Doom. So let's just put Quake. Yeah, below Doom Halo. still rocks, man. <laughs> Doom rocks, and it has Super Mario Brothers three level yeah. legacy points. So yeah, I mean, yeah, when we get to Doom, we're going to have a dumb, big, loud, fun time, and I am so excited. But we're go- we'll save that one for a while. We don't need to be doing these classics all the time. Let's get funky, you know. Let's get freaky. Let's get weird. Yeah. Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. Yeah.